Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 999. This week on Cars Yeah, we're celebrating the La Jolla Concorde Elegance that takes place on April 6th, 7th, and 8th in my hometown, beautiful La Jolla, California, overlooking the Pacific Ocean. You can learn more about this event and attending by going to LaJollaConcord.com. If you always put a limit on anything that you do, physical or anything else, it will spread into your work and into your life. There are no limits. There are only plateaus. And you must not stay there. You must go beyond them. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Jeremy Hunziker. Jeremy, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm buckled up and ready to go. All right. And in some very cool cars, which you listeners are going to learn about in a second. Jeremy Hunziker is a brand specialist at O'Gara Group La Jolla. They are an award-winning factory authorized dealer for Aston Martin, Bentley, Bugatti, Koenigsegg, Lamborghini, Maserati, Alfa Romeo, and Rolls-Royce motor cars. Jeremy joined O'Gara five years ago after circumnavigating the globe prior to his college graduation. He's an avid motorsports enthusiast who also enjoys diving and surfing. Of course, he's living in the beautiful part of the world to do that. I know that all too well. The O'Gara Group is a proud sponsor of the La Jolla Concorde Elegance, which takes place April 6th, 7th, and 8th, overlooking the Pacific Ocean at Ellen Browning Scripps Park at La Jolla Cove. So, Jeremy, I've told our listeners just a little tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your career and a very obvious passion for some very fine automobiles? Of course, of course. It's been an incredible journey since leaving college. Uh, went to school, grew up on the East Coast in Virginia. Uh, went to my university, Radford, in uh, southern, well, southwestern Virginia. Had an amazing time there. Ended up graduating and moving out to the West Coast. I had always kind of had my, my sights set on California. Something about the weather, the lifestyle, it just kind of fit my personality. As we said earlier, yeah, I've always been a car enthusiast since I was a kid. Had all of these cars as models on my shelf growing up. And, you know, I always kind of felt like it was in the cards for me to, you know, be affiliated in some way, shape or form in this industry. So it's kind of serendipitous to find myself in the position that I'm in today. And uh, I'm incredibly thankful for um, how things have kind of manifested, if you will. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, dream come true. Come out to the West Coast and the California lifestyle. My listeners know I grew up in La Jolla, so I know that area really well. It's absolutely beautiful place. The sun's always shining. And to get to have a career around the caliber of automobiles that you guys sell there at O'Gara is just mind-blowing. And we're going to learn a lot more about what you do there and the dealership and the La Jolla Concourse as we move through this. But first, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success, and it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Jeremy, take the wheel. Bruce Lee has always been an uh, inspiration to me through his life and um, just the, the practice in his life, discipline and, and his martial artistry. One of my favorite quotes of his was, if you always put a limit on anything that you do, physical or anything else, it will spread into your work and into your life. There are no limits. There are only plateaus. And you must not stay there. You must go beyond them. Putting that quote into practice in my life has really allowed me to, when I find myself stagnate, if only periodically, 
to push beyond that and to, to really look for another avenue and or opportunity to, to make the most out of. So No doubt. No doubt. Well, l- let me uh, ask you, what's an example of how you put that practice? And I love that quote. And of course, Bruce Lee, talk about discipline. Oh, my gosh. And success. How have you put that quote into practice, let's say, in uh, one of the aspects of the job that you do there at O'Gara? Being in automotive sales, especially at this level and in more of a, a boutique market such as, you know, La Jolla here in, in Southern California, um, it's, it's, we find ourselves in, you know, one of the largest automotive markets, if not obviously in the country, but if, if not in the world. But La Jolla is a little bit more niche than, let's say, Beverly Hills or the uh, Calabasas areas in, in North L.A. It can get a little bit difficult when you're trying to prospect, you're trying to build new business you can easily become a little bit discouraged um, by the lack of, of business thereof. But it's, it's not to say that you're not doing your best. It's just that you really have to push through the hard times to get to the best. And so it's, it's really just um, this quote and, and just kind of the practice that I've been able to, to put forth has really just kind of been able to allow me to push through hard times and move forward um, and then find success just around the corner. Absolutely. And the caliber of automobiles you sell there, and we had a little pre-show chat, Jeremy and I, and we were talking about that all these marks are the, the top of the top, and nobody really needs any of these cars. They're aspirational. They're dream cars. They're, they're wish cars and things like that. So selling these cars to people at this level, this caliber is a whole nother type of relationship building, isn't it? It is. It really is. These people love these cars that are passionate about these vehicles. I mean, you get a lot of people that have worked their entire life to get to this point where they walk through the doors and they're greeted by somebody like myself. It's all about an experience. It's, it's not as if you're going to buy, you know, your, your commuter, you know, Honda or, or Dodge or Ford, et cetera. This is something that many, many, many people, and that's not to discredit those brands at all, by the way. It, this is the vehicles that we're dealing with here are, are vehicles that are built and put together with multiple people working to complete one particular project. And, and more than more often than not, these vehicles are, are one off and, and hard to, um, you're not going to find another one like it, essentially. Yes. Uh, yeah, I saw, I saw a, uh, on your website, I was going and looking at all the wonderful cars, a uh, metallic green Rolls Royce. Uh, on your site. And I went, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm trying to picture the person who's going to choose that car to buy is a very unique individual, uh, wants something extremely bespoke almost, if you will. And then on top of all the other cars you have. So this is very cool. Well, let's go back in time and talk about a story that instigated your personal passion for cars. You talk about being a, a kid. You sound like just like me. You had models on your shelf and probably Hot Wheels and all those fun things. I did too. Tell us about a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were indeed a car guy. It's really cool to, to be in this position now to tell this story. Yeah, I would say that the pivotal moment for me and that I, I was destined as a car enthusiast from a young age was, um, it's kind of a little bit of a backstory. My dad always had to have you know the best sound system in the house for, for when DVDs first came out in the 90s. And he went through, a, I remember just being in my room and I could hear the bass from the basement, you know, when he would try <laughs> out new movies. And so... Whenever I could hear, you know, that he had turned on this amazing entertainment system in our basement, I, I knew that there was going to be, you know, a movie to watch. So I would go down and join him. And I never really knew what we were going to be watching. And I was around eight, seven or eight. I had no idea, you know, what, what he had put into the, into the that, that, what we were going to be watching, essentially. It's a movie by the name of The Cannonball Run, which I'm sure a lot of <laughs> oh, yeah. people... 
<laughs> are very familiar with. It's a little bit before my time, as I was born in 1990. It was uh, created in the early 80s. It's a fantastic film, uh, star-studded cast. I mean, we're talking Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Burt Reynolds, Farrah Fawcett, you know, the greatest. It wasn't so much the cast and, and just how amazing the movie is in general. It was the intro that got me. That intro features a late late 70s, early 80s model Lamborghini Countach cycling through its gears in the middle of the desert. And they really did a fantastic job amplifying the exhaust on the uh, 12-cylinder motor. And just hearing that car go through the desert and the visual that accompanied the, the sound of the engine literally made the hair stand up on the back of my neck, especially through this epic sound system that my father had put together. I just knew at that moment, I said, I don't know what I got to do how life will end up working out for me, but I need to do this. Exactly. I need to, I need to be in a Lamborghini. I need to be driving through the desert doing exactly this because the sound of this car and the looks of this car and just everything about what I was seeing in the intro of that movie resonated with me, I would say on a soul level. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I, I would say it's rather serendipitous and very interesting to see how life people, places and situations have uh, arranged themselves to bring me this position now where, um, I can speak from a, a position of experience when it comes to Lamborghinis, having driven nearly every model that they've produced to date. I've been in Mayuras, I've been in the Countach, I've been in Diablos, I've driven Gallardos, Murcielagos, Aventadors, and it's just been uh, an absolute whirlwind. Wouldn't have it any other way. There you go. The dream came true. Of course, that movie... Uh was uh, written by Brock Yates, and uh, we lost him a few years ago. But I had his son, Brock, Ray, Brock Yates Jr., as a guest here on the show, and we talked a little bit about his dad's adventures in the real original Cannonball runs and the things that those guys would do. And uh, it was some amazing, fun stories when you go back and read the original book of those original real runs versus the movie. But, of course, the movie was great fun. Ah, how cool is that? Very, very cool. Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down. Now, you're a young man, so many of my guests are much older, and they've got a lot more life experiences. But no doubt you faced some challenges, perhaps, in your life, maybe in a failure or two. These are great learning lessons for us. So I always ask my guests to take us through one of those and tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum in your life and your career. Yeah, we've touched a little bit on kind of how, you know, people, places and situations have arranged themselves accordingly and just kind of believing that I was always on the right path. I would say major challenge that I've had to face and, and I face every day is really just um, uh, establishing really just establishing myself here in Southern California. Um, it's not the cheapest place to live by any means. <laughs> no, we, I could have told you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we pay tax for, for the sun here. Um, oh, yeah. You know, they call it the sunshine tax. Yep. Um, it's really just, um, it, it's been a journey. It hasn't been easy. Um, it's It's been difficult, but at the end of the day, I wouldn't have it any other way. It's, uh, I think that you need a level of discomfort I think once I find myself comfortable, I need to always find a way to make myself uncomfortable again yeah. because I'm not growing. Really just driving away from my house and waving goodbye to my parents and setting foot on this journey to Southern California and, and now being out here close to seven years, really just kind of honing in on, on my dreams and aspirations and, and just being on this journey has been a great challenge. I've faced many failures and I've had many successes. And I think that I'm incredibly thankful for all the experiences that have brought me to this point. Well, I know that Southern California, as you mentioned, very, very expensive. Both my kids moved back to California after they graduated from college. They were both born down there in San Diego, Scripps Hospital in La Jolla. And 
So they're California natives and now they're back there. And yeah, I see that because of the, the cost of homes there is just absolutely insane. Even the cost of renting is insane. Uh, high taxes, one of the highest places in the country, if not the highest in so many respects. So uh, let me ask you if there's a takeaway you might offer some young person that is in the same situation and kind of struggling and going, gosh, I mean, how am I going to make it here? Uh, what's one great takeaway that you might share with them to give them some inspiration to just keep moving one front of the other? Yeah, I would say, and, and I always advise people who, you know, like, you know, hey, uh, you know, friends that are like, I want to move to Southern California. Do you have any advice for me? And, and I would always tell them, I said, it can be intimidating to move, you know, especially from the East Coast to the West Coast. But at the end of the day, you just kind of have to believe in yourself. You have to believe that you're going to make it. You have to believe in your own success and really just kind of don't try to map out your entire life because you're just going to end up spinning your wheels because not everything works out the way you thought it would. But you'd be surprised at when you set a bit of a blueprint for yourself, what can come of that. And, you know, with my personal experience moving out here, I knew that I needed to get on my feet. I knew that I needed to make a living wage. I established that accordingly. And then I was able to, to move out. I was able to, to live comfortably, albeit not my own place, but uh, I was able to survive essentially. And yeah, then once, yeah. once, you, once you build that platform for yourself, the sky has the limit. You know, you can really just run from there. Yeah, yeah. And I love that attitude. And the other thing I might share with listeners, especially young listeners who maybe are are in this position is don't judge yourself by where others are. There's going to be other people in your same bracket, let's say age bracket, that are ahead of you or behind you. Live your own life. Set your own course. Don't live to someone else's because it's like going down a racetrack. Don't drive someone else's race because you might drive right into a wall just like they just did. You don't know all their circumstances, and it's easy to get caught up in that hype of life of, oh, I should have this kind of car or this kind of house or I should be married by now or have kids by now. Set your own course in life. Don't live someone else's course because if you do that, you'll be a lot happier. And it sounds like that's what you've done instead of going, oh, I should be like Jim or Joe or Beth or Becky or whoever it might be uh, because you don't know their real situation many, many times. And uh, so set your own course. That's my takeaway there. Great story. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. It's kind of that time when the headlights come on and kind of illuminate a new path for you, a pivot, a move of some kind. Tell us about one of your aha moments. You really hit the nail uh, on the head with that one. I would say that an aha moment kind of segueing from that position that I was in when I first moved out to Southern California would be I first started as a purchasing manager for a small Japanese venture corporation in Torrance, California. We made a custom color concentrate for plastic, not the most desirable position. However, you know, I needed to get on my feet and it worked. I was able to enjoy that Southern California lifestyle. I did it for two years and I always told myself, I was like, I know bigger and better things are on their way. I just had to keep the belief that bigger and better things were on the way. And uh, indeed they were. Uh, <laughs> serendipitously enough, my aha moment came when uh, I was actually at work, oddly enough. I, I was just kind of entertaining the idea of work elsewhere. I typed Lamborghini into indeed.com you know, on a lark and this position came up. I, I thought that it was I literally thought it was a joke. It was it was actually a position to be a client liaison for brands like Bugatti, Rolls Royce, Lamborghini, Aston Martin, and Bentley in Beverly Hills. And I was just like, "There's no way that this <laughs> yeah, is uh, is real. This is a real <laughs> this is yeah, a real job." I, I was like, 
Yeah. So I was like, you know, literally I was like, you know what, whatever, I'll apply, I'll send in my, my resume and then we'll see what comes of it. Lo and behold, I get a phone call the next day. These people were serious. They were very interested in me. And, and of course this was O'Gara coach in, in Beverly Hills. Um, they had just opened a remote office in Santa Monica and were looking for young, um, you know, business minded individuals to essentially build uh, a one of a kind BDC for the company and really just prepackaged leads for sales representatives just to kind of, we were taking in a lot of volume. This was around the time that the Maserati Ghibli was uh, introduced. So it was a very exciting time to be selling those vehicles out of our Westlake location. And we actually broke the record in 2015 for the most wow. Maserati Ghibli sold. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We were the number one Maserati dealership in the United States, if not the world. It was a, a very intense time to be working for the company, but it was definitely the aha moment at that that job that literally led me into the next chapter in my life. Well, you never know. You never know when you do that search what might come up. And, you know, I always tell people, if it seems too good to be true, it might be true. The old saying that it might not it's be true, true, but it might be true. So, you know what? Go for it. Give it a chance. See what See what happens and you could end up right where you want to be. Well, let's have a little bit of fun. Let's talk about your first really special car vehicle and maybe share a memory you have about that car. Yeah, I've been thankful, you know, through my dad and with having two brothers to have had a lot of different automobiles kind of come in and out of the family through through my time growing up. And, you know, when I was of age for driving, I currently drive a, a 2006 Dodge Magnum. I've had it since I was 16. But I would say in this instance for my uh, first special car, it would have to be the 1992 Mustang 5.0 Fox Body Convertible that I inherited from my grandparents. Ah. It had a white exterior with a red interior, and it was a six-speed manual transmission. Nice. It was, it was a beautiful car. We had to wet concrete bags and put it in the trunk because it was so light in the <laughs> rear. It would just, it wanted to spin around like everywhere we went. Like if you put it in gear in the rain, it just wanted to burn out. I loved that car. Loved it. <laughs> You know, I'm thinking here how cool your grandparents were. Grandparents with a manual, uh, with yeah. a car like that. You had some cool grandparents. Oh, that's for all sure. all manual. He my my grandfather had a 1989 Bronco with a big stick. It was oh. it was an, an impressive. It was all black too, sinister. Yeah, <laughs> my, my grandparents were really cool. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, how about seller's remorse? Uh, is there a car you've let go you wish you had back? Oh God, it kind of goes hand in hand with the Mustang. Um, unfortunately, and I speak in the past tense when I talk about this vehicle, was lost in an unfortunate accident. Uh, my brother was cleaning the car. I don't quite know how it happened. I was at school at the time. And so we were kind of the caretakers, my brothers and I. My little brother had the car at this time. And, and this is nothing against him. He was just doing what he does. He left the car, I believe, out of park somehow. I don't know how this happens because like, it was such a heavy car and you would, you know, big heavy doors. And somehow he, the door was open. He got out of the car and it rolled down our driveway. Oh no. And the door got ripped completely off. And essentially we went and got a new door, but it never fit the same. Right, and then yeah. we ended up selling it. So it was just kind of the family heirloom, you know, it was just, um, uh, that sounds kind of like one of those horrible story. YouTube moments. Uh, yeah. He, luckily, he didn't try to jump in and got run over. You hear that happens quite exactly, often. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's like so. risky business. Like, I'm just glad. Yeah. He didn't get run over, or yeah. you know, there was any sort of um, yeah, know, anybody hit that, hit but. the street or anything. Wow. What a terrible story. Well, I'm sorry to have to bring that one up. No. That's, no. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Oh gosh. 
Uh, well, so many good times. Yeah, most definitely. Well, let's talk about today and tomorrow. I'd love for you to share a little bit more with our listeners about O'Gara Group there in La Jolla. All the different vehicles. I, I mentioned that at the beginning, but talk a little bit about this company to let folks know that uh, might be in the area to come visit and look at the kind of cars you have for sale. And then we'll talk a little bit about your guys' involvement in the La Jolla Concours de Elegance. So uh, let's start with O'Gara Group. Obviously, we're nestled here in La Jolla, the gem of Southern California. The jewel, I'm sorry. The jewel, the jewel yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we are factory authorized Bentley, Rolls-Royce, Lamborghini, and Bugatti. We do well with sales when it comes to the Bentleys and the Rolls-Royces. From what I've noticed when it comes to, I mean, we sell a decent amount of Lamborghinis, but one of the things that I really noticed, um, especially with having experience in this arena in the LA, Beverly Hills, Calabasas area, is that the hotter colors, especially when it comes to like the Lamborghinis, don't exactly sell so well in this area because we have a little bit more of a reserved client base. You know, you might find hot pinks or the hot orange cars more so, you know, selling in Miami versus, you know, a place like here. It's not to say that, you know, we're not selling hot colored cars. It's just a little bit more of a conservative market. People are, um, you know, a little bit more cautious when it Mm -hmm. comes to outlandish styling, especially with with some of those vehicles. Uh, Here we are with this Java Green uh, beautiful Java Green. Well, Rolls I was going to have to go back to that Rolls Royce. Yeah, where did that one yeah. come from? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's it's kind of funny that we bring that up because the president of Rolls Royce, from what I gathered through the grapevine, actually commented on the vehicle when it was coming off the production line. He he wanted to know who had built the spec because it, I, I believe it caught everyone's eye on the way out of the factory. Well, no doubt. And, um, it's one of a kind, um, kind of fits in its arena. This is the Black Badge Wraith that we're talking about, which is yes. a, a new concept for Rolls-Royce. It's, it's more of a modern, contemporary look at Rolls-Royce. They're really stepping away from the traditional view that they've always gotten to appeal to today's youth. You know, we have this whole new class of entrepreneurs and, and young people that are actually in the market to buy these vehicles. And so brands trying to stay relevant in this day and age are, are really trying to adapt to these changes rather quickly. I think for the longest while, Rolls-Royce may have battled with a traditional uh, viewpoint, um, kind of the chauffeur, you know, I'm going to be driven in this particular car. Now, you know, I get people that are trading in Ferraris, Ferrari coupes to take a, a spin in the, in the Rolls-Royce race massive V12 motor, looking for that luxury, and, and just really a switch-up. So uh, I think Rolls-Royce is doing a great job with that, and I think that what comes with that is some of those outlandish colors really trying to appeal to the youth. And I think they're doing a great job. We can expect big things uh, yeah. from Rolls in the future. No doubt, and they're spectacular cars, too. So mm-hmm. just, uh, yeah. You know, a lot of people think, oh, Rolls-Royce, no, I couldn't see. Well, if you ever have a chance to drive a Rolls-Royce, and I have, I got to have one for a weekend once, and I'll tell you, I, I am I would be the furthest guy from thinking I would ever like to drive a Rolls Royce. I'm a sports car guy, small coupe kind of guy. You feel like a king in that car, and it's the same with Bentley. I got to spend a, a day on the track here, racetrack in Bentleys, and I was utterly shocked at how powerful and how well those cars handled in a racetrack situation and i've got a racing license oh, yeah. so i drove it very spirited and i couldn't believe when i brought those cars in oh my oh, yeah. gosh these things are incredible how do they do that with this giant car it's well, just great that's it's funny that you bring that up because i think that one thing that a lot of people aren't aware of is that bentley was born out of racing oh yes um, a lot of it is is in its dna even um, oh yeah the 
the cross grill or the uh, the matrix grill design is more of a function than it is an actual aesthetic, especially uh, back in the 20s and 30s when the quote-unquote Bentley boys were racing their the first Bentley prototypes, and they had taken you know mesh wire fencing and placed it over the grill in the front to keep rocks and and uh, debris from from uh, damaging the motor radiators etc. on their uh, their touring races through, oh, yeah. through Europe. Yeah, um, it's, so that, that holds true to this day. It's spectacular fun. Well, how is O'Gara involved with the La Jolla Concord? This fantastic event, again, that takes place April 6th, 7th, and 8th there at the La Jolla, beautiful, I should say, La Jolla Cove. Uh, how is O'Gara involved in this event? Yeah, I mean, we have a couple other uh, exotic dealerships here in La Jolla, you know, Ferrari and Maserati being, being the two, you know, big leaders with us as well. Um, it's always you know, advantageous for us to to bring cars out to, to represent the brands at the Concours. We'll bring out Rolls, Bentleys, and, and Lamborghinis, stage them. I'll be on site, you know, certain hours of the day, really just getting out there, giving talks, speaking with people, informing them on the brand, maybe even taking qualified clients, prospects for test drives. It's really just a fun time for us to represent the brands on a grand scale. And, and I can't think of a better concour other than Pebble, I think, uh, in regards to the, the venue. Um, having it right there in the cove is, is just the absolute perfect venue for us to set the cars up on the lawn and really just enjoy the whole atmosphere. I believe we uh, Rolls-Royce here in North America does a, a fantastic type of client experience and party. I'm not as up to date as to what their plan is for this year, but we can expect big things from from them always as it's a advantageous event, you know, in regards to to gathering new clientele, et cetera. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Jeremy, here's a very introspective question. If you were a vehicle, what would you be and why? Okay. So if I were a vehicle... so I'd have to say I'd, I'd be the uh, Lamborghini Aventador. And it's interesting that I say that because it's the car looks like a jet. It's very extreme. And it really comes down to the sense of mission I get whenever I pick up an Aventador key. I can relate to that because I feel like I've been on a mission since I moved to Southern California. And <laughs> that's why I really feel like why I, I identify with the car. I have to plan out my journey before going anywhere in a Lamborghini Aventador due to the low clearance and the difficult visibility. Ability, much like I have to navigate the journey of my life here in Southern California. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. I feel at times, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, at times I'm more inclined to like stunt-like activity, extreme sports, surfing, diving, dirt biking, etc. What more extreme car to match my personality than the outlandishly extreme Aventador? Uh, exactly. <laughs> Very nicely said. Well, Jeremy, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners, this is Mark Green. I've been using Covercraft covers to protect my cars and motorcycles since I was in high school, way back in 1975. But Covercraft has much more to offer than just vehicle covers. This time of year is very hard on your vehicle's interiors. Rain, snow, dirt, and mud gets into the carpet and the seats, grinding away and destroying the original materials. It's important to preserve and protect your special ride with cover craft floor mats and seat covers. That's what I do. They offer a wide variety of styles, colors, and materials, all designed to fit like a glove. They're easy to install and provide for anchor points and airbags for safety and a perfect fit. Protecting your vehicle adds value when you go to sell it, too. Simply go to Covercraft.com and order the style and color you like best, and boom, you're set. 
You'll thank me and your vehicle will thank you as well. That's Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Okay, Jeremy, we're back and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Uh, really just comes down to taking it easy and enjoying the ride. And that's both physically and metaphysically. I'm always inclined to drive a bit faster in the vehicles. I'm so thankful to drive. You know, I would say that my intention is to live and drive another day. So slowing down and just being more cognizant of uh, the rides that I have the pleasure of um, piloting. There you go. Now, would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your many successes over the years? Yeah. When I look back on how I ended up in this position, I would say in hindsight, largely due to my ability to identify opportunity and capitalize on those opportunities when they present themselves. Now, how about a resource? There are lots of awesome resources these days. Is there one that you'd like to share? Yeah, it's kind of funny. I just sold a Ferrari F12 two weeks ago, and it was kind of a logistics nightmare getting a California, uh, Ferrari California from Seattle and this Ferrari F12 that I sold to my client to Seattle. And so I'd really like to give a shout out to JP Logistics out of LA, Armand. He really helped me get my car up there and then linked with a transport company in Seattle to help me get the California to us in a timely manner. Wasn't the easiest client to deal with, but uh, they really helped me get the car to and from nice and safe and closed carriage. And so that would be JP Logistics. Feel free to give them a call, 818-381-8313, and then ask for Armand. There you go, JP. Now, next time you need a car delivered from Seattle, just call me, buddy. I'll happy to drive it down. Oh, that'd be, that'd, yeah. that'd be <laughs> just just let that'd me know. Yeah, I'd be happy yes, to. Sir. Yeah, I'd happy to drive that a car down there of for miles you. Extra. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't worry. I won't act like those guys in risky or uh, not risky business. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I won't be the the, the guys in the uh, parking garage. I'll keep the car on the ground. Yeah, I'm a professional. <laughs> That's right. There you go. You just keep my number handy, okay? Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that person be? Mm, there's a lot out there, but I, it, it goes to the king. I'd love to sit down with uh, Rest of Soul, Ayrton Senna, former Formula One world champion, debatably the greatest driver to ever do the dance. Yeah. It's really the technology of the time that was a testament that made the difficulty of success, let alone living through a season of Formula One racing in the, the 80s and early 90s. It's yeah. all about that pure raw power. Yep. Love to sit down and chat with him. Boy, I would too. Yeah, he's one of my uh, one of my heroes. 
Now about a book. Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy reading as well? The Art of Racing in the Rain by Garth Stein. <laughs> Garth Stein, yeah. I've had Garth as a guest on the show here, and I'll let our listeners know. Well, many regular listeners know this. That is the most recommended book here. And I'll remind our listeners that you can go to a place on the Car Show website called Guest Recommended Books, where this book and books by the past 998 guests now are listed for quick, easy clicks to buy. And if you missed my talk with Garth, you really should go back and find it. It's on the Car Show website. Uh, listen to what he has to say about creating that book and his thoughts about cars. He lives up here in the Northwest. He's got a really cool, dark kind of plum colored uh, Alfa Romeo. So uh, yeah, great guy, Garth Stein. Love that book. Cool. All right. Well, we are up to the checkered flag, Jeremy. And this last question, it can be a bit of a doozy, but it's fun. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car in the world. You can only have this one car, though. You've got to drive it. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. So those little tricks are off the table. But money, that's no problem for me today because I'm going to buy you anything in the world. So what's it going to be? Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, obviously, picking one car is certainly hard, especially when you know they all have characteristics that you can love and or hate, which I think is what makes this such a great game. But if I had my choice... And there's only four of them that were ever produced, ever will be produced. It would be the 1966 Ferrari 330P4. I feel as though I could drive that car all day long just to listen to the sound of the 3.0 liter V12. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that beautiful sound that it puts out. That car is certainly ahead of its time. I have never driven one. I would love to own that car. I, I think I'd probably build a garage a very minimalist garage with glass, uh, very little art, just so that I could showcase that car. You would walk in the room and it would literally be that car in that room. And, and that's the, the center of attention. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you picked a tough one, haven't you? This is not going to be easy. Well, I just happen to know a guy. He's been a guest on the show. Jim Glickenhaus happens to have one of those oh, cars. Wow. And he actually drives it. I've got pictures of him driving through the streets of Manhattan in that car. Mm. Uh, he mm. is one of those guys that drives his cars. Interesting guy. I'll give him a call, see if he'll let that go and see what I can <laughs> do for you. Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? And then the next trick is I'll fly you out to Manhattan and we'll jump in his car, your new car, and we'll drive that back to La Jolla. Now, wouldn't that be a cannonball run? I mean, oh my oh. gosh, that'd be pretty darn cool. Ah, oh, what a beautiful, yeah, one of the most beautiful cars by far in the world. Just absolutely spectacular. Jeremy, you've taken me on a great ride today, buddy. I've really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars Yeah listeners. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off up the coast highway in your very own Ferrari 330 P4? Hey, I really just comes down to, I find uh, getting ahead in life comes down to maintaining an optimistic attitude that acknowledges and sidesteps pitfalls. Making choices based on intuition and wisdom instead of social expectation. Serving the spiritual empowerment of others according to ability and circumstance. I live this life to inspire others, not by force. Rather living my truths, and in doing so, my intention is for others to find inspiration through my work, and hopefully they are triggered to pursue their dreams, set lofty goals for themselves. If I've achieved that in my life, then my life is complete. Anything is possible. It all starts with belief. There you go. Very nicely said. And what's the best for you? For our listeners to learn more about you and O'Gara Group there in La Jolla. Feel free to stop by and see us here in uh, at O'Gara La Jolla. I'm here Monday through Friday. I'm here on Saturdays as well. Feel free to stop by and say, hey, come check out some of the vehicles. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at O'Gara La Jolla. 
You can find me personally on Facebook and Instagram at jeremy.hunziker, H-U-N-Z-I-K-E-R, and my business account on Instagram at O-G-C underscore Jeremy. There you go. Well, listeners, again, I'll have links to all these ways. Contact Jeremy, visit O'Gara, see what they're up to, check out the website, look at the beautiful cars. And if you're lucky enough to be anywhere near La Jolla, April 6th, 7th, and 8th, you have got to attend the La Jolla Concours de Elegance. This is a spectacular event. Jeremy will be there. There'll be incredible cars for you to see, both old and new. Of course, Lincoln is the favored mark this year, but there's going to be a lot of cool cars from all different marks and eras. Uh, This event is well worth taking the time to attend. And what could be worse than visiting La Jolla this time of year if you're on the East Coast right now or anywhere else in the country where the weather is not so happy like the rain I'm watching out my window right now. So uh, I'm going to get that ticket today to La Jolla and come down and see the La Jolla Concord. Jeremy, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the Cars Yow listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you so much, Mark. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!